This is the Taz and Jim Podcast. Check out this story. 27-year-old woman named Allie Burton works as a personal trainer at a gym in the UK. Um, Her boss told her to pick up some sweaty towels that were on the floor, and she refused. So she got in an argument with her boss, and things were said, and she ended up losing her job. She sued the gym where she works, and she just won a lawsuit. The reason is she claims to have anxiety and a fear of sweat. She has a fear of sweat. So that may be a thing, but you're you're in the wrong profession. Yes, like you said. That's what I'm saying. What else are you surrounded by if not sweat? No, she's also afraid of muscles. She's afraid <laughs> of grunting. She's afraid of water bottles. Yeah. Any sort of iron or metal. Showers, saunas, clanking noises. <laughs> so she, but she won. Yeah, any clanks. But she won. She works at the gym and she won the lawsuit. She won the lawsuit because she has a fear of sweat. The boss shouldn't have tried to force her to pick up the sweaty towels, even though it was supposed to be part of the job that she chose to apply for oh my god that is so silly every once in a while you do hear one of these things like a person who doesn't drink alcohol or doesn't believe in alcohol works at a restaurant and then refuses to serve alcohol you're like do you you not know this is gonna be a major part of the job yeah you cannot drink it but you gotta give it to the customers that's how we keep the lights on in this place and you can also not work there if you if you if you refuse to do it yeah this lady would be terrified of me. Imagine I married this lady. I am the sweatiest guy around. Oh, it wouldn't get there. This would have to be a blind marriage shotgun wedding yeah. for her to get there. Because <laughs> one date, she would know. After after the uh, first night of the honeymoon, she would have grounds for annulment, <laughs> judging by this legal precedent. Fear of sweat. Yeah, any walk during the day <laughs> with her, over. If it's above five degrees Celsius... She is going to go run. We've heard of disgruntled employees. Earlier this week, we were talking about the woman in London, Ontario, apparently used to work for the uh, London Transit Commission, went and stole a bus Mm -hmm. and took it on a joyride, caused a bunch of uh, damage to the bus. And we don't know for sure, but it sounds like it could be related to her feelings about her former employer. Yeah, I doubt it's just a coincidence. Uh Uh-huh. Um, how about a disgruntled employer trying to get revenge on a former employee? Listen to this. A guy who lives in Georgia gave his two weeks notice at the, uh, auto body shop he works at. The owner was so upset. He just walked out of the room and disappeared. The company still owed the employee $915. They never sent it to him. So he got the, uh, department of labor involved and eventually, the, the employer paid the former employee what he was owed by dumping 500 pounds of pennies covered in oil into his driveway. Wow. His girlfriend posted, this is just interesting to see how much uh, 900 or or $1,000 worth of pennies would be. It's a pretty big pile. Here she is with her camera out, walking up to the pile of pennies. Pennies. Probably a thousand dollars worth of pennies and a little love note. 
<laughs> the, the, love note. the love note says F you. That's all <laughs> written on a piece of paper. Giant. Wow. They've got a shovel next to the pile of pennies and a bucket. Honestly, the amount of effort to get that many pennies. Yeah. That is, I've heard of, you know, guys disgruntled with the city or something like that, and they'll pay $100 uh, of a fine or something like that in pennies. But to find almost $1,000 worth of pennies? I don't even know where you'd get that many pennies. The internet, I guess. (laughs) You can't take it to a bank. Right. So go to several banks. He says that he's going to uh, clean them off, cash them in, and (laughs) move on with his life. Ask one of the neighbor kids to roll them up. The the great uh, end of this story would be if he found like some rare pennies in there that were worth like forty grand. <laughs> yeah, like an original Abraham Lincoln penny. Yeah, oil with the oil. See, I, I told you, Jim. Doug Ford isn't the only one using outdated technology. Story out there that he loves his BlackBerry, refuses to upgrade his bl- old BlackBerry phone. Actually, has a stack of them. That he's hoarding. My precious. My precious Blackberry. I wonder if he's got a really high brick breaker score. Like while he's going around in those SUVs. With his driver in the front? Yeah, just playing brick breaker for hours at a time. That's a that's a fun game. You know? Simple but so fun. <laughs> um here is A message from Ryan. I have an older floor model TV from the 1970s that I still use, guys. It's because I like playing Duck Hunt on the original Nintendo, (laughs) and the zapper doesn't work on new TVs. Uh, Is that true? Yeah, yeah, because, like, old TVs have, like, individual lights on them that, like, make up the colors. Yeah, yeah. So that's what triggers the gun, or what receives the, the signal from the gun. Those old TVs are heavy, man. Oh, yeah. I'm picturing like the one that has like the speaker on the bottom and it has like that felt brown felt over top of it. Yeah, made out of wood. I had one of those old and I thought it was when I was in college, I had the old wood TV. I thought it was so slick. (laughs) They they do kind of look nice, but they weigh a thousand pounds. You can't even give them away now. Yeah. Right? I get unless you find someone who likes playing duck hunt, (laughs) apparently. Taz and Jim, this is from Dan. He says, I refuse to get rid of my old beer fridge. It keeps the beers ice cold, and it's probably from 1962. Those look cool, too. You had one. Yeah, I had one in my old house. Uh, Everything was heavier back then. I was going to bring it with me to my new house, and then we tried to pick it up. I'm like, ah, congratulations, (laughs) whoever bought my house. (laughs) You just bought a fridge as well. Yeah, probably good for your uh, hydro bill, too. My parents refuse to get rid of their landline and they won't get cell phones. They say if they need to talk to somebody, they can call them on the landline and the sound is better and they never lose reception. I kind of like that. Yeah, that's the dream. It would be nice not to have your cell phone in your hand 90% of the day looking down at your screen. But your parents aren't the premier of Ontario, (laughs) right? Yeah, yeah. But does he, like, I'm sure he has assistants who can, like, download and attach. It's pathetic. Well, not pathetic, but I mean, like, a lot of people don't get technology. doesn't mean they're not good leaders, but it just, I, I hope that he has a very competent personal assistant 
who yeah, can show the him the concern intent. is now he's by himself because he's yeah. quarantined after being possibly exposed to uh, COVID in the workplace. Uh, here's someone who agrees with Doug Ford. I miss my old BlackBerry. The new iPhones have updates every other day, and the charging ports are always screwing up. So there's uh, someone who's on Team BlackBerry. Hmm. I have my 200-disc CD player in the basement. I do enjoy using that. <laughs> it's for no other reason than I've been working in radio so long. I've got so many CDs. What am I going to do with them? you got to put them somewhere. Yeah, so mm-hmm. they yeah, slid them all into that thing. Hit random. <laughs> you get to hear the... The thing turn in between songs. <laughs> the anticipation. Yeah, what's yeah. next? It's fun. But I also know how to work iTunes. <laughs> if you needed to. If I needed yeah. to, I could pull up a Spotify account. Mm-hmm. Jim fell off a skateboard. He wanted to get back into skateboarding. Hasn't done it since he was a teenager. And he fell after five seconds of trying to skateboard as an adult. He mm-hmm. fell and dislocated his shoulder. And I've told you this in the past, Jim. I can remember you laughing at me, my story about breaking my foot on the dance floor when I was about, I was probably about 32. Mm-hmm. And it's amazing. You can do something your whole life. Yeah, I can do that. No problem. Yeah, totally, I can do that. And threading the needle used to be my signature which, which dance is. which is when you hold one foot, you make a little uh, space, and then you jump the other foot through it. Like, you know, Maestro Fresh West comes on. <laughs> You gotta, you gotta try to thread the yeah. needle. Make your ankle bone snap. Uh-huh. <laughs> Make your ankle snap. <laughs> so that, that's when I realized that I wasn't a kid anymore. And I think the skateboard thing is, has made you, unfortunately, come to this realization as well. And we're not the only ones out there. Uh, God bless the Taz and Jim listeners because they've stepped up here online with a ton of stories about injuries that made them realize they're getting a little bit old yeah there was 300 comments on one facebook page alone probably 500 in total so i mean it's a common misery loves company (laughs) uh so how did you uh, hurt yourself and realize you were too old to have fun alicia says i pulled several muscles in my shoulder when i was 38 doing a cartwheel and i even stretched first That's one of those things. I'm sure Alicia, every year of her life before that year, could Could do a cartwheel. She could pull off a cartwheel, no problem. She was even stretching. Like, she was ready. Uh She was professional. Still blew out her Sometimes the stretching just makes it worse. Yeah. Yeah. Brian says, I went to a trampoline park in Kitchener for my girlfriend's birthday. We rented it for an hour. Before the time it even technically started, I landed on a hard part between the trampolines doing a front flip and broke my ankle. (laughs) I was 26 at the time. Haven't had fun since. Uh, Reese says, <laughs> this one sounds nasty. Uh, Re- this is almost, uh, well, I'll read it. Reese says, uh, I, I was warning imp- though. This is gross warning. I was impaled on a cattle fence. I fell out of a tree at 32. This was in 2020. Okay. But <laughs> at what age were you falling on cattle fences and just and it was fine. popping right well, I think back it's up. When, when were you able to climb trees and not lose your strength and fall out? I used to love climbing trees. hundred percent. I once... I fell out of a tree. I climbed, I was like a master tree climber yeah. when I was young. And I must have been about seven or eight at the time. I climbed to the top of this tree. The branch snapped. Mm. But luckily on my way down, I grabbed another branch. 
So now I'm hanging from that branch, and I'm looking down, and I have my buddy Lee Ormerod at the time. He was down below, and he's yelling. He's like, are you okay? Are you okay? I'm like, yeah, I'm okay. And it's like out of a cartoon. As soon as I said that, the second branch snapped, and I landed on Lee Ormerod. Oh, my God. He wasn't hurt too badly, but I broke my arm. And then the branch <laughs> fell on top of you? The two, yeah, then the branch a couple seconds later comedically <laughs> landed on my head. Mom. But, but my arm was broken, I think, for like four days. When you're a kid, it just yeah, heals faster. Yeah, I didn't even have a cast. Walked it off. Chris says, I biked down a ramp in Whistler, and I haven't been on a bike in 10 years. Just to show my semi-pro snowboarder friends, I was still fearless and cool. Uh, it's all on video. Watch Domed at the Air Dome. Uh, I watched this video, Taz, it's on YouTube. You can find it on our Facebook page in the comment section about this. Uh, this guy, he went down a quarter pipe, hits a wall at the bottom of it, goes over the handlebars, and lands directly on his head. (laughs) Like a dive directly on his head. He's fine, but oh my god, it looked painful. He's fine, but he's not, he's not dropping into a half pipe on a bike anymore, I Not anytime soon. Uh, Aaron says, I tried to stand up on a toboggan a few years ago to impress my kids. My ass has never been the same. And uh, Crystal says, uh, I sneezed while petting the dog and my hip popped out. I've been crippled ever since. Yeah. One of the most dangerous things you can do as an adult is sneeze. Sneezing at a funny angle. Sneeze while putting on socks. (laughs) You're out of commission for at least eight months. Every day uh, at the start of the show, we post a fun little meme something that somebody has sent us or that we saw on the internet that made us chuckle. So we, we share that with you every day. And the one that you posted today, Jim, is getting some good reaction. Tell everyone about it. It was a simple question that we've all been through, basically, if you've had a sibling. What was the wildest thing you've ever thrown at your sibling? And there's a lot of very dangerous answers here. Uh, Janelle says, I threw an anchor at my brother at the lake. Whoa. Uh, Paul says, I threw a pog slammer. It was kind of shaped like a ninja star. <laughs> Some of those slammers are scary. Uh, what, what is a pog? I know what the pogs are. They're the little uh, collectible circle things, but what's the slammer look like? Plastic? Metal? What's it made out of? It depends. The pogs themselves are cardboard or paper, but the slammers were generally metal or something heavy to disrupt as many pogs as possible so you wouldn't want to get hit with a pog slammer and a lot of them were shaped exactly like a ninja star uh or like a um a saw blade or something it's yeah very dangerous (laughs) the 90s come on (laughs) for a wild time this is a kid's toy speaking of kids toys sean this one is very relatable lawn darts how many times right. did your bro- older brother or somebody, you know, try to get one as close to you as possible without hitting you? That's why you can't buy them unless you you find, you know, a guy who knows a guy now, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, from America. Lawn darts aren't readily available like they were a couple decades ago. Also, the most thrown board game of all time. I threw a Monopoly board at my brother and it ripped in half. That was the last time we played Monopoly, says Phil. <laughs> Just uh, pure frustration. <laughs> Elizabeth says, I went through a bag of, I went through a bag of garbage, unknown it had broken glass in it. 17 stitches across the thigh. Needless to say, she never refused to take the garbage out again after that. Uh, Patty says, I threw one of those portable can openers that had a pointed end that punctured cans and stuck in the back of her leg. Oh, like the old school like uh, that you use on the apple juice can. Yeah. The triangle. Yeah, yeah. yeah. 
Yeah. Uh, Michelle says, I once... <laughs> this is it's time. like a throwing knife. <laughs> Basically. <laughs> you got a scar in the shape of an apple juice hole on your leg. <laughs> That's my Alan's apple juice scar. Uh, Michelle says, I gave our brother a black eye with a Pee Wee Herman lunchbox. Uh, this is something I can absolutely relate with. Uh, Adrian says, WWF wrestling ring, and then whip those hard-ass rubber wrestling oh, figures yeah. at them. Dude, your old, those your older brothers half. did that to you? Oh, yeah. Well, my buddies, my buddy old, older brother did it to him and me. Those things, could you could hum those bad boys. They were not hollow at all. Those no. were just a solid piece of rubber plastic. And like if you if you use the King Kong Bundy, <laughs> you know, yes. one of the larger got, wrestlers, sure. that's a, that's a, that's a heavy piece of plastic. I'll tell you, this wasn't a a toss, but I had three sisters growing up that I I lived with, and their main attack weapon, and they'd swing it around like a mace by the leg, a Cabbage Patch doll. <laughs> you have the soft body. But that head is just a solid piece of plastic. Yeah, and the hard eyes. Right, they come at you with the Cabbage Patch doll. (laughs) You better start running. We're on the the subject of the woods now. Jim Jim was talking, this grenade that was found in in Germany in the woods that turned out to be a sex toy. And Jim, you made the comment that there's some uh, stuff that happens in the woods that we don't know about. Like, the woods are an interesting place. Yeah, you you find the, the remnants sometimes of a party. Or something. Yeah, I used to ride my BMX bike, and there was like a trail through the woods. But just off of the trail, there was this little area where the teenagers would hang out. Mm-hmm. And you'd go in there, and you'd, there'd be the cans and the bottles and all sorts of stuff. The, a couple magazines from time to time we found back there. Yeah, maybe that's a, maybe it is just teenagers leaving it you know because what do you do you buy smokes booze and and uh adult magazines when you're a teen to be a rebel right yeah so that's pro i, I thought maybe it's perverse maybe it's just teens being goofy you hope it is because <laughs> otherwise it's like uh murderers yeah. <laughs> that's what you think when you're on your bmx you hear something there's a murderer in there we used to ride, there was a, a, a burnt down school bus. I don't even know how it got into the middle of the woods. But it was like gutted school bus, all burnt down, and we'd dare each other to go inside this the school mm. bus. It was the creepiest place. Was it Scare I, the heck out of you. I wonder if it used to be an old snowmobile shack. That was a thing like in the 60s and 70s, an old school bus. You'd just park it in the woods, gut it, and then like it would be like a yeah snowmobile stop. Well, that doesn't make the story as exciting, does it? We thought it was like a murder shack. (laughs) (laughs) And it's shaped like a school bus, so that's like the most terrifying thing for a kid to think, right? Well, have you seen Nightmare on Elm Street Part 2? No. Freddy Krueger opening scene. Freddy Krueger's driving the school bus, man. I have seen Speed, and oh boy, haven't got over that yet. Yeah, so if there was a city bus in the woods, you'd be (laughs) terrified. It's not moving at all! (laughs) gonna blow the woods weird yeah i remember we went fishing as kids and we all like they're all me and my siblings and my dad spotted a magazine and chucked it into the woods and i didn't really realize what it was until my brother he's like oh i think it was a dirty magazine i was like but it's like there's just that was a playboy there's just magazines lying around in the woods your brother snuck back probably later that (laughs) evening to find the playboy guaranteed, in the woods. Guaranteed, guaranteed. Guys, I heard there's a playboy in the woods. 
teenage boys, you'd spend like weeks looking for that. Oh thing. yeah. Okay, let's set up a grid. <laughs> Team A, you're gonna work east to west. Team <laughs> Team B, we need you to cover off three C to four D. <laughs> Anything to see a booby <laughs> in the woods. Yeah, these kids with the internet, they have no idea how far right. we would go. To <laughs> Absolutely. See a nip. Absolutely. If you weren't if you weren't scouring the woods in a search party looking for a torn out page from a Playboy <laughs> magazine, you were staying up late watching the Fuzzy Channel to see if yeah. uh, you could catch a glimpse of like an inverted colored private part. Yeah, using every piece of thin yeah. metal you can find around the house to make your own antenna. <laughs> <laughs> I I knew so much about the world of fashion when I was a teenage boy <laughs> because of fashion television. Sure, yeah. Occasionally there is a, this program may contain nudity. <laughs> Thanks Mark Daly. I guess I'll be watching it. You got me. Thank you very much for checking out the Taz and Jim podcast. If you want to listen to us the old-fashioned way, live on the radio, you can do that on FM 96 in London or Y108 in Hamilton weekday mornings from 5.30 until 9.30. Or subscribe, keep downloading the podcasts, and we'll keep talking. Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think french fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance <laughs> recital. And Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone, like Andy's kid. For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink.